Don't get lost in the waves of change. 190 pages, tens of hours of lawyers. One takeaway today is you, you now put on your listing agent hat when you meet with a buyer and you treat them the same way. So that's what you need to take with. KGCI Real Estate on Air, keeping you informed and empowered as the NAR settlement brings seismic shifts to the real estate industry. It's a consultation and a strategy. When you think of how people need to buy a home in this market, it takes great strategy. So why not strategize with that buyer? They need your help more than ever. Depend on KGCI Real Estate on Air. Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. I'm excited for today's guest, Monica. I actually am too. This is something you and I have not talked about in 180 episodes. Well, until the 180th episode, <laughs> like in any detail. Right. So I'm really psyched and I'll let you introduce Ryan here in a second. But we want to thank everybody for joining us again and tuning in, listening and subscribing and following us on all of the platforms except for Twitter. We're not on Twitter, <laughs> right? Let's focus on our strengths. Instagram, <laughs> YouTube, Facebook. Everything else, but maybe we'll take over Twitter land at some point. I don't know. Unlikely. All right, guys. Today, Jen and I and Ryan are going to duke it out. Mostly Ryan and I against Jen are going to duke it out over this question. Is geographical farming dead? And for those of you who have not heard of the term farming... Jen, before you introduce Ryan, why don't you kind of like give a little context there? Well, Ryan's going to beat me up already, though, because what people <laughs> do is they take their neighborhood or a place they want to farm. They have no data about the neighborhood. They don't know the attrition rate. They don't know anything about it. And they send a letter maybe once or maybe twice. Maybe and then twice. like, that's it. And they think that, oh, I should get business because I live in this neighborhood. Is that okay. Ryan? That's how it goes, right? Yep. That's I would say. Failed farming goes that way. Good farming goes another <laughs> way. that way. That's awesome. All right. Well, Jen, take a second to introduce our guest. I'm so excited that Ryan's here. Yeah. So this is Ryan Smith. He has a program called Launch Your Farm. It's also a podcast. And he's going to teach us the modern 2.0 way to have a successful geographic farm. Because doing it, mailing a letter, maybe even one, one letter a month, it's just not enough. Right, Ryan? Or tell us yeah. how, give us some pointers. Sure. So I think, like you mentioned, when you think about geographic farming, you have to reframe how you see geographic farming to understand is it dead or not. And most agents, when they hear farming, they think of that traditional old school farming. And it's very old school in that they, when you hear it, you think of you sending out postcards, you just go out and door knock the neighborhood and you just find an area and just send enough stuff and people will want to do business with you. Right. And the mistake that agents make is that they make it about themselves and that's oh my traditional God. ways. Pause there, Ryan. That's, <laughs> that is like the mistake in any marketing, right? It's not just like the farm. It's like, look at me, look what I did. Look how many houses I sold. Look how, and it's really only like two houses, let's be honest. But it's, it's like, I'm so in any relationship. Let's face that. It's not just real estate. <laughs> yep. It's all relationships. Wow. Ryan. <laughs> That's another podcast for another <laughs> yeah. right, Go on, Ryan. So yeah, so the shift has to be changed from chest beating to community-based. And I've talked to thousands of agents and agents have come to me and say, oh, I've tried farming, I've done this, and 
And I usually ask and I find out it's usually one of a few reasons why. And the first is it's usually it's I send out something about myself or how great I am, or they just talk about real estate specifically, where it's just real estate stats and real estate information. And the reality is the community doesn't care about you and they don't care about stats until they know that you care about them. So one of the things that I kind of coined in my kind of my basis of what I think farming is, is is called CPR and that's community positioning and relationships. And at any good fundamental farm has those things, whether the agents know that's what they're doing or not. And you have to have the community focus first. And that's really the starting point. And this is where agents don't do that. And they don't start with that. And they start with, again, themselves or, or real estate. When you put the community first and you put the community ahead of the transaction, it completely changes how you do things and why you do things and the things you can actually do in your community. Because you're saying, hey, I'm going to serve the community. I'm going to put them ahead of my needs. I'm going to put them ahead of the transaction. Now you create a lot more opportunities. Can you then give you us move- some examples of how we would do that? And yeah. even before you do that, how do you pick where you're going to geographically farm? Because it has to be a place where people are moving in and out, right? Yeah. It can't be a place where people live there forever and houses never go on the market. So that I could literally take a whole session just on, on choosing a farm. There's a lot of factors. And that's another thing that's, again, going back to old school. Old school tells you find something that has a good turnover rate and just focus on that area. And the reality is that's one metric and not the only metric or the most important metric. It's something that has been taught traditionally, and that's what people have been passed on. And you hear that from, I, I hear it all the time. I'm, I go to training and people say, that's what you do. And I say, the example of that is like saying, check my blood pressure is like t- checking my health. That's a metric of my health, but it's not the overall approach. So there's a lot of things you want to consider. Price points, competition, styles of homes, location. connections, you location, like <laughs> the trends that are happening. Is, is this becoming a better neighborhood, a worse neighborhood? Is there things happening? Do you have connections in, as far as local businesses? So there's a lot of factors when you choose a farm. And the great thing is there's no right or wrong farm. There's no right for me. Or there's, I'm sorry, there's a farm that could be right for me, but may not be right for you. So there's a lot of factors you're going to have to decide when you're choosing it. This is where most agents get hung up on is in that selection process. And then I see most agents, exactly. They they get stuck on that and go, I don't know what to do. Or they just pick something because they live in the area. And that can be a factor, but it may not be the only factor. So choosing the right farm can make a difference. And then it's really understanding who's in the community and how you're going to serve them. That comes to the P part, which is the positioning part, which is there's kind of two elements of positioning, which is positioning yourself as an expert and as an ambassador. And when you shift that way, again, it helps you reframe what you do in your farm and how you do it. Because when you learn to position yourself as an ambassador, you then look for opportunities to help out the community that you're serving and say, hey, I'm the champion for you. I'm going to help you guys. I'm going to fight for the little guy and I'm here to help make it better. And then you can also position yourself as an expert. And it doesn't mean you have to be doing more sales or know more about real estate. You can know about all the local businesses, about the hotspots, about the schools, about the things that are happening in the community. And you can become an expert and say, hey, you know, this is what I know. This is what I'm specializing in. And you can use that to create your strategies and to create opportunities for you in the, in the community. But you have to think differently than, than that old school. Talk to me about the word ambassador and how that shows up in a postcard or a mailing or, or a series of those. Sure. So one way, and again, people ask me about farming and say, should I just send out postcards? That's a strategy. It's not the strategy for farming. If you're going to use something like that, is tie that to things that are happening in the community. So, an example in our farm, we had a community event that was going on. And we were doing a fundraiser. Uh, there was a kid that was selling. Him and his dad would build birdhouses, and they would take all the money from the birdhouses and donate it to the hospital. At the time when we met them, I think they were at like fifteen thousand or seventeen thousand dollars they had raised. I loved what they were doing. They lived in our in the farm. 
And I'm like, this is amazing. This is a great opportunity. So then I was like, this is a no brainer to help them, which then Mm -hmm. helps me become the ambassador for the community and them. So then what we did was we held a fundraising event. And after all sudden done, I think we helped them raise about $8,000 between my own connections. But what we did was we, yeah, it was, it was a great opportunity. And what we did was we tied that to our marketing. So we said, Hey, you know what? We'll sponsor the event and we'll go out and let our community know. We did a postcard. One side was real estate related and the other side was the event. And then we used our connections in the community. We used our connections with the media and we made a kind of more holistic approach. Bird and houses that together. Are easy. Like birds need houses too. Exactly. Yeah. It just, it, it worked well. So we used postcards to tie us to the community and a cause at the same time, rather than just sending Perfect. a postcard saying, how much is your home worth? I like what you're saying too, about like, it was somebody that was in the farm, right? So like, that could be a great way to start it. Cause I, I know like I would get, for me, I'd get stuck and like, well, what do I say other than like, here's the market stats? Right. Like, how do you get to know people? But it could be like, where do you volunteer? What are you involved in in the community? And like, that's the conversation starters with the people in your farm. And then as you're having those conversations, looking for connections. Exactly. And something like my partner, she did, uh, we just moved to a new area. And so she's starting a farm down here and we did a community garage sale. So again, it's helping the community. Those are the worst to organize, Ryan. She enjoys it, but it worked out well. And and so her first try, she actually stopped because she was getting too many people responding. And she's like, this is, I don't know how many we should have. I don't even know if we're gonna have enough people. It was her first time doing it. But she tied in offline marketing and online marketing. She did flyers. She did postcards. She went and door knocked. And now she's known as the, the garage sale person. And people are recognizing her when she does her other things. And all she has to say is, oh, I organized the, the community garage sale. That's positioning her as that champion for the community. People really like that. You said the word she's now known as the garage sale lady. Isn't that ultimately the first step is to worry about being known first before you try to sell? Yeah, it, it, it's, the, it's the relationships. And that's the final part of the CPR is the, is the relationship side of it. My, I'm my view is, <laughs> is the ultimate goal is to build relationships with people. So before you sell, before you push, it's you move through that, you find the community, you position yourself, and then you build relationships. And I've always said, I'd, I'd rather have five years to build a relationship with someone than five yeah. weeks. And, yeah. and if you're doing old school farming, you're trying to connect with people, or, or if you're doing old school sales, where you're just cold calling, you literally have like, a small window to try to build relationships. Mm-hmm. If I'm connecting with people, building relationships, adding value to people, getting my name out there in a different way, you're going to have a much higher chance of converting a lead because no one can compete with you when they've been connecting with you. They've been getting your newsletter. They've been t- chatting with you for however yeah. many times. Or that becomes so much easier. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. What are some other ways you can do that on your way to being the real estate expert? What are some ways you've seen that are simple, maybe less expensive than others as far as being in a neighborhood? So I think it starts with a a mind shift change around what you're doing. And this is where, again, going back to the old school being dead, most traditional farming was getting your name out there. And my approach has always been, how do I get people's names into me? How do I get people to put their hand up? How do I get their information? How do I get their phone numbers and their email addresses and and the relationships? Mm -hmm. And that everything I do then is going, how do I get more people to put their hand up? How do I get more connections with people? And this is where if you just send out a bunch of postcards to nameless people, you're hoping it's like a shot in the dark that they will say, hey, I'm remembering Ryan and I'm going to work with him. Yeah. So to answer your question is I would shift to how do I do things that are going to get people to put their hand up? So one of the things we did in our neighborhood was our we did a neighborhood home prices report. So it was like a, a monthly report and a newsletter that went out. It was a hard copy report that that's got sent out. 
it was not cheap because it was we were printing it each month and, and sending it out. But that turned into crazy business. So we started our farm in September. We got our first listing in January. And from January for the next 15 months, we ended up getting 17 transactions. And the core came from that report and getting people to put their hand up and then connecting with them each month. And that really snowballed into us becoming the people who are creating value, showing that we cared, being the expert as, mm-hmm. hey, we, we know what's happened in the community. We created a community newsletter and it helped us connect with people well past just the real estate transactions. The, the thing you did differently than most people though is, did you guys hear that? He started in September, first deal in January. Do you know that 99% of, of all agents would have given up by then? Exactly. In the mail, right? Yeah. That, that's the secret sauce, isn't it? Is yeah. the commitment to the process. Yeah. It's a long-term game. Yeah, I think this is a good spot to take a break. And then when we come back, Ryan, I'd like to hear if you did like a 12-month if you want to do a 12 month, you know, you're going to commit to it. What well, what is the cadence? And let's go walk through an example, I guess. Sure. Is that okay? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Good idea. Ooh, welcome back to the battle inside the ring. Let's get back to it. Jen has hives because Ryan's <laughs> talking about relationships and knowing you. And Jen just wants to, you know, send a bunch of cards and have somebody call her and door knock. I'm just going to door knock them. Cold yeah. call them. <laughs> well, you're so charming that I guess that probably just works. <laughs> sure. Yeah, exactly. Ryan and I, we're not as charming, so we have to take a minute and build it up. All so, right. Ryan, yes. if I'm listening to you and I'm saying, okay, look, that what you're saying makes sense. I can yeah. buy into that your approach would yield better, quicker results because that makes sense. But I'm a little overwhelmed at how I should be communicating. Okay. I get a monthly report that makes sense, but what else do I need to be doing? And how often do I need to like communicate with these people? How big should the farm be? That's a whole other, that's a whole session too on that. So I would say, so it starts with really understanding what you want to do and what your goals are. And I always tell people, if you're choosing a farm, it comes down to your budget. And that's, I don't just mean your financial budget, that's your time and your energy budget as well. So how much time are you going to put into this? The reality is it takes work, just like a real farm, just like real gardening. I, I'm a big gardener. I grow a lot of vegetables. It takes time. And there's a lot of work up front where you have to prepare things, get things ready. And that's where most agents give up. And the great thing is most agents give up at that point. Yay. So you have an opportunity because most people are not going to commit to the long haul. So well, and this is- could be like the one Monica and I talk about all the time. It's like you have a, how you keep in touch with the people that you know, and then how do you generate new leads? And yep. this is a great way if you're not a cold caller. This is a great way to generate new leads to create a bigger sphere, right? Yeah. Okay. So to answer the question in, in a broad sense, and then I'll kind of narrow down is I use a thing called the scope method. And that's really the best way to ensure you reach the most people most effectively and use your time the most efficiently as well. And it stands for self-promotion, community, online, offline, prospecting, and education. And in order to ensure you reach the most people and get the most out of your business, you need to make sure you're checking all of these boxes. Traditional farming was very self-promotion based and that was just one box. The bad thing is that it doesn't work like it used to. It used to be able to just send out enough stuff to enough people and they'd know about you and you could promote yourself enough that people go, hey, I'm going to work with Ryan. The reality is there's so many things that are trying fighting for attention. There's so many things that we could be doing. We need to reach people in different ways. So by focusing on self-promotion, alone is not going to get it. You have to also include community. So you have to be doing community events. Things are giving back and helping the community. You have to be doing online and offline. 
There's a lot of people who crush it just on, with online leads or crush it with offline stuff, but you have to make sure you're having that balance in both. You also have to prospect in your business as well. You have to be looking for new, new business and new opportunities for you. And you have to be educating people along the whole way. So then now what is, it's kind of like your framework or your, or your recipe. Now you can start filling in the blanks and saying, okay, where do I need to enhance? Where am I missing? What pieces am I missing out of this? And working backwards from it. So you can say, okay, hey, I'm great at self-promotion. or I'm great at the community stuff, but I may not be great at the education. I may not be great at some of that offline marketing. So you want to kind of reverse engineer what you wanted to do and then say, okay, what's missing my business? And then you learn to, what I call strategy stack, where you work your strategy so they work together and then you become more efficient with your time. And really like a lot of touches are in like a 12 month. I mean, to get start in September, are you seeing that most, because you offer a training and a class. Is that typical result if people follow the process and they do it and they're consistent, like starting in September results by January? Yep, yep. I get people two to four months if you're committed to doing the right things up front. And that, again, this is where that old school belief on farming is that it takes six to 18 months to see results because you're no, doing... No, it's two years, man. And people say, and they say, well, I don't want to do it because it's going to take forever and it's going to cost me a fortune because you're, most people were just doing self-promotion stuff where they're just sending out mailers. When we expand our horizons and open up more opportunities, there are a lot more opportunities for you to get deals. However, you got to be doing things and you can't just be saying, oh, I'm only getting this. That's right. <laughs> And so many agents want to hide behind uh, just a mailer. If I just send out a postcard, then I don't have to do anything and I'll just sit back and collect deals. And it's like, it doesn't work. It's, it's, it's work. It's we always timing. say like real estate's a full contact sport without 100%. comment. Yeah. So is this a mix of a postcard, mailer, inventory update or sales or whatever you want to do? Also live events or? It could be, yeah. If, if that's the route you want to go. I'm a big believer in community events and whether that's tacking on or tagging on along to already existing events. So it could be participating in, volunteering in, I wouldn't say sponsoring. A lot of people like to just throw money at sponsorship. And I say, get involved more. You're going to get more results from that. And people can see you rather than just see your brand. It's really that comes down to having a way to communicate with people and then follow up with them long-term. And that's why I think the neighborhood home prices report is so powerful is because we like we had, so our farm had 3,600 people. We ended up getting 450 mm-hmm. people on our... Yeah, it was. there's two of us that, that tackled it. So we had two, 450 people that were getting a report each month. Those were our like our key people. So we would love on those people. We would put more attention and time. In my belief, your farm, the geographic area of your farm is really the funnel to fill your funnel, which is the people that you want to build the relationships with. So how do you determine that, that smaller segment? That's the people who put their hands up. That's the people who respond to the things you're doing. That's the people that are more likely to make a move. And I can share stats like our turnover rate on average in our farm was 5.7% turnover rate. And for those of you who don't know, it's number of homes divided by, or home sales in the year divided by how many homes. So 5.7% of the homes were selling in the people that were getting a report was about 13%. So it was like almost two and a half times more likely to make a move because they were interested in what we were doing. They were putting their hand up. They wanted information. So our goal was to move people from that big funnel, which is the farm, into our database, into the, That's the relationship. That's a really interesting mindset about this because I think people just think, let's grab the farm and try exactly. to right. it exactly. equally. And so you're doing stuff different for the 450 than you are 3,600 exactly. from a financial time effort standpoint. Exactly. So okay. everything we're doing 
to the overall farm is to get people into that into the versus farm. just saying, hey, get my name out to the, the 3,600 people. It's how do I get them into it? And that's where that shift has to happen if you want to get those results yeah, quickly. That's, that's where you're going to you have to reframe how you see it. Okay, I have another question. What is your top or you know top couple techniques for gathering their information? What are people willing to give you their emails or whatever, like without even blinking for? Yeah. So it starts with, I would say, direct response marketing. People have to shift their understanding from self-promotion to direct response marketing. If you don't know what direct response marketing is, it's making offers and, and putting something out there that people are going to respond to rather than try to get your name out there. So when you start to understand direct response marketing, you can see more opportunities. So our neighborhood home price report was big. We do a, uh, a neighborhood watch program where people can see what happens. It's basically a reverse. It's like a buyer search, but for sellers. So they can see as homes come up on the market. We did our, our newsletter was a big part of that. And then for us, we would do community events and do draws and do like contests at, at events okay. where people were putting their name up. So that's a very easy way to get out there. It doesn't have to cost you a whole lot of money and you can yeah. piggyback off of Well, and even if you're events. doing like something like that, you can get your vendors to sponsor. Exactly. So it doesn't have to cost any money. Anything. Yep, yeah. exactly. So if if I was starting it all over again, there's very different things that I would do because I stopped doing my farm. I sold it off to my partner a number of years ago. Where I'm seeing people having the best results is focusing on local businesses and doing business interviews. That's one of the easiest and quickest ways to get your name out there at a very in a very quick way. You can find local businesses, do some quick interviews, do a two, three minute video, do that. And you're going to get in front of audience very quickly, very efficiently. And you're going to, again, come from a different perspective. You're going to come from that ambassador for the community rather than just the person who wants to sell real estate. Other thing I would do would be local community Facebook groups. That is one of the most best untapped markets. It's literally people living in your community saying, I live in this area and you can connect and build relationships with them and see their names, see what's happening. You can really click on their profile and find information about people. Answer their questions, provide value inside of those groups. Agents would have killed to have that kind of connection 20 years ago with farming. Like You literally can have conversations with people in real time. So that's a big one. And then I still am a firm believer in the neighborhood home price report. That's my, my partner. She's been doing that in her area and she's been crushing it and getting people on that and just doing everything to say, hey, how do I get people on this report? And that's kind of the areas I would focus on. That's good. Do you give a sample of the report to get people to say, oh yeah, I would like that. That's pretty interesting. No, and the great thing is you don't even need it. So I was just, I have a coaching client that I was doing yesterday. I was saying the great thing is I can pre-sell it before I've even had it. So I, we have a script that we've mastered and I said, we, when we started ours, we didn't ever even have anything created. We said, hey, we're creating a report. It's going to be coming out the first week of the month. Would you be interested in getting a copy? And people are like, uh, sure. sure. Like We didn't even have it created yet. We Why were pre-selling not? it. We started filling our pipeline with people before we even had it. So we had a postcard. And I'm like, it doesn't even... I could literally take my bill here and say, we got a report that's coming out. Did you want to get a copy? And people... Yeah. Once you explain it and you position it correctly, people will mm-hmm. go, okay, yeah, that's interesting. I'd like that. So you I don't think have this to have new, like modern process, it feels more authentic, right? Mm. To the people that definitely they don't want to cold call, they want to do a relationship business, which is what, what do you think? 99% of real estate agents. So is Ryan, if right way to do it, oh my God, <laughs> the wrong, no, I'm just kidding. It's a great way. It's just not. <laughs> I have a program called the Launcher Farm Elite. It's a monthly program. It's 50 bucks a month. It's super cheap. It's Canadian. So if you're American, it's even cheaper because of the exchange rate. Um, <laughs> oh, it's no. a, there's over a year's worth of, of content in there of past training. We have videos each month. We got workshops each month. So there's all kinds of stuff in there. It's a great way to get your feet wet into farming at a, a very affordable price. And then I've got some other stuff, but that's one of the 
easiest ways. So I would say, if you don't want to spend any money, check out the podcast. I've got a hundred plus episodes. Jennifer, by the time this comes out, your episode will be out as well. So they can check that out. But podcast is an easy place to start and just check out what we do and, and what we're about. One last question as we leave. Best place to buy a list for the geographical farming. Where do you go to do that? Don't. Build, okay. Make your own. How does that? And I would say you, you can, but it comes down to really building relationships first. And this is where I think, again, people try to skip ahead and um, go, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy data. And that's again, coming back to relationships. If you had a friend, would you want a friend to say, I bought a friend or I bought your phone number? If you can connect and create that connection, do it that okay. way. But how do you start then? How do you begin the 3,600? Get out and door knock. Okay. Send door out knock. flyers, community events, local businesses by connecting with people that way. You can buy lists and it, it's okay. It's a good way to speed it up. It's just people hide behind buying the list yeah, and, and don't, don't want to build You can use it as a tool. And Red X has that. Yep. One of our partners. Red X, Red X is great. I've, I've had them on the show. They're great. They're fantastic. Awesome. But you have to be willing to step outside from behind that yeah, list. Yeah, fair enough. Get out and yeah, build that makes so. sense. Okay. All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. Ryan Smith, that was awesome. So much good information. I can imagine spending more time with you as an agent would definitely lead to some cash. So that's as simple as it gets right there. So we love your information. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Monica. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Thanks, Jen. See you next time. Thanks, Ryan. Happy farming, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics. This is going to be the largest transfer of market share we've ever seen between agents in history. KGCI Real Estate On Air, keeping you informed and empowered as the NAR settlement brings seismic shifts to the real estate industry. You treat your buyers just like you do a seller. You get a consultation, you pitch, and you compete for the value you will deliver for the fee you're willing to accept. Stay informed, stay prepared. Depend on KGCI Real Estate On Air.